A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Whether you prefer to be malicious or you rather comply to things, why not help out and hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story of the day is by Levinho. Risk your life or quit. I've worked for dorms at my university for the second year now, and both have been during the pandemic. Last year, I wasn't able to make it home for winter break due to travel health concerns, and spent a very depressing and lonely few weeks living alone on campus. This year, I plan on going home, which requires a flight. I live 4,000 kilometers from campus, but in the same country. I would just like to say that I am great at my job. I've been rehired for another year. My student satisfaction survey is fantastic. And one of my students told another resident staff member that I'm the best person they met on campus. I do work that's not in my job description, and I'm friendly with most folks on the team. Essentially, I'm too good for them to fire me. The workplace overall is also pretty toxic. Not due to the students or student staff, but the higher-ups. But that's a different story. However, this year, my team got a new supervisor. Actually, many teams got new supervisors, as the previous ones went on to better positions or different schools, etc. This meant a lot of turnover, a lot of hiring, and clearly a good amount of desperation to find someone, if the new hires were anything to go by. Also, students working in dorms started end of August, and I didn't get a new supervisor until the end of October. While students work as floor monitors, etc., we have real adults working as higher-ups. They don't interact a lot with students, but they manage the student staff and a lot of the admin work, safety regulations, etc. I originally didn't have anything against my new supervisor. Sure, it was a bit of an adjustment, and frankly, I knew more about my job than she did, but nothing was strictly off-putting. Then December rolls around. I did not have final exams after December 8th, and so I did have a full month free to return home. That being said, they wanted staff to stay behind to support students and allow the international students who would need time to quarantine, hadn't been home for a while, etc., priority in the request to leave. This made sense, and while I wasn't chuffed about it, I accepted and I thought that was it. Oh no, my friends. Then I get to my end of term review. I'm told that I need to work on my professionalism. I'm not communicating with my students and amongst other things that I should think about how my absence would affect my coworkers before requesting leave. And my roommate, also a staff member, was more than happy to do my part as well and in fact was probably angrier than I was that I didn't get to go home. All in all, there was a good amount of unwarranted comments of how I wasn't meeting expectations such as in conveying workshop ideas to other staff members, which we had all done in a Google Doc. What was I supposed to do, sign and date them? Email everyone that I'd done it? According to other members of my team, they weren't getting these comments, and I was quite upset, especially in contrast to my student satisfaction survey. By the time I return home, Omicron is much more concerning, and everyone living in dorms were being given rapid tests. My mother, who's a frontline worker, had multiple cases at her workplace, which made us concerned that I might not be able to travel. I sent a message to my supervisor about this, and I'm dismissed that we are unaware of any other staff member not being able to return. 
and essentially asking if I was returning or not. Remember that I hadn't been able to go home earlier because others were traveling internationally, and I later confirmed with other staff members in similar situations that they had in fact talked to their supervisors, who were apparently understanding? The next day, we get a long official email about all the new procedures in our job due to the new variant a minor outbreak on campus, etc. I take this as maybe my supervisor misjudged the severity of the situation and we could have another chat. Boy, was I wrong. She decided to forward this email to me. Yes, the email that all staff members had received, she forwarded and then informed me in the email that, and these are exact quotes, I'm still not sure I understand completely what the concern is regarding re my mother having 10 cases at work and that the expectation is that staff return to residence by date and time to fulfill their roles. If you decide that you're not planning on returning back to campus, we can discuss the exit procedure out of job position. Now, I'm livid. This is my last semester before I graduate, and I'm not going to keep dealing with this BS. She can't understand why I might be, I don't know, concerned for my health and safety, and the health of my students, my roommate, folks on the plane, and any other person living in the dorms due to potential contact. Keep in mind, flights are actively being cancelled across the country at this time, and booster shots are slowly being rolled out, meaning most of the students on campus didn't have it yet. After this ultimatum, I decided to quit the job on principle. Return on time or quit? Okay. I emailed the director, assistant director, community standards officer, and my supervisor's direct supervisor seeing that I was not able to return by the expected date, that I was leaving the team, was uncomfortable discussing this further with my supervisor and including her messages to me with screenshots. I didn't get a response for 9 hours at 8pm. The response was the most non-answer email I've ever seen, saying that the staff members would always want more information and that this must have been a difficult decision. They then asked if this was my official resignation. Apparently, it takes two emails to quit this job. I said it was, and I switched my flight, told my fellow team members and my students. On that note, if 30% of your students immediately respond to wish you well, tell you that you may not be their job position anymore, but they'll always be your friend, it might be a sign that your workplace should keep you. I didn't drop my students cold turkey. I said they could keep asking me questions or chatting through concerns and they have. Clearly, they didn't think I was serious about quitting, thinking that I was just complaining and threatening, as in the next full team meeting, I was assigned a leadership role for an event. They also probably realized they were in deep crap, since only my team, which is 10 people, the full team's around 100, was informed that I quit. I had an exit interview with the assistant director, where I was told that while online communication doesn't convey tone, it was never an ultimatum, and that for future reference, aka in other jobs, supervisors would always want more information, and that this was always open for further discussion. Ma'am, I sent you the email. I told you that other staff members were treated differently, which the assistant director told me they weren't, but some staff members weren't back on campus. My other concerns about my supervisor were also dismissed, including when I told her that other staff members, not the ones on my team, had brought concerns about my supervisor to me, including that she displays a grand lack of empathy. I don't interact with the other supervisors on the team at all. I don't know anything about them. 
what the heck did she do? I'm free of this job, almost free of school, and I still have my other, much better job. Also, this workplace is so terrible and toxic that about half my coworkers found me to tell me something along the lines of, good for you. Wish that was me. I'd quit too if I didn't need this job, etc. I eventually flew back to school, as they might be stupidly making classes in person again, and it was practically empty, which was so much better than flying back for their expected date over a weekend. Cheers! Thanks for the ultimatum that somehow made me safer. I think that's just kind of what happens when you quickly hire in somebody to really a management position, somebody who oversees people below them, on a like shorthanded or temporary basis. If you were working at a place and you really liked your manager and then all of a sudden they hire a new manager and this person you very quickly get a sense of it's hard to be around this person, would you try and make it work out or would you immediately start looking for new opportunities elsewhere? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by RazGrizz57. Want me to start my shift 10 minutes later than everyone else? Okie dokie. So this happened last year. I work for a shipping company. Boxes come out of a shipping container, get scanned into the system, and put onto a system of conveyor belts. The boxes then come down the belts to a line of workers, who remove said boxes from said conveyor belts, and load them into delivery trucks. I work at the end of one of these belts. This spot is special because not only do I have to load my own delivery trucks, but I also get the boxes that others missed further up the belt. I have to take these off and put them aside in a special cart for someone to put back into the system later. At the beginning of each shift, we also unload from those delivery trucks the boxes that the drivers were unable to deliver. They go on the belt, I take them off the belt and put them in the cart. Because where I am is at the end of the whole process, we have the time to do this before new boxes get fed to us. And so I have the time to take care of these missed boxes before new boxes get to me. So as you can see, my job starts at the same time as everyone else's. Then my shift was pushed back 10 minutes. You see, because I'm at the very end of this whole process, upper management decided they can save some money by having me start a little bit later. After all, it takes maybe 10 minutes for the new boxes to exit the shipping containers before they would ever get to me. Because their logic is sound, and because the system logs what my start time is, and because I don't start getting paid for my time until then, I decided to wait 10 minutes later than everyone else before doing my work. I warned my belt supervisor I'm doing this, not that he can do anything about it, or had any decision in changing my start time. So when the shift begins, several dozen packages begin piling up at the end of the belt. These are often ridiculously heavy packages and crumbling boxes, which the drivers left behind because they didn't want to deal with them. My supervisor has to get someone else who is on the clock to deal with these packages, which annoys them. The guy who moves the special cart to deposit these boxes back into the system is annoyed because he's accustomed to it being ready about 10 minutes after the shift begins. I'm annoyed because I have to deal with this pileup of boxes before I can begin dealing with the new ones coming down the belt. My supervisor's annoyed because this distraction at the end of the belt prevents them from doing other parts of the job until it's dealt with. The managers are annoyed because I'm sitting on my butt for 10 minutes before I'm able to fix this issue. This lasted for about two weeks before I noticed my start time was now the same as everyone else's. 
I've heard similar stories like this one before, and the root of the argument is just either expecting somebody to come in early and give you free work, only start at a certain amount of time, and still get upset when you're not giving them free work. So, considering OP was forced to come in 10 minutes late, I don't blame them for pulling up a chair, sitting down right there at the counter, and looking at the watch counting down the minutes till their 10 minutes are up. And our final story of the day is by Sarcasm Spelunker. Boss says, just do your job. I say, as you wish. I work at a tech company, and my official job is fairly simple, and I find that I have free time decently often. My unofficial extra jobs used to be monitoring the morale level in the office, and doing things to bring up said morale. Also doing tech support on the computers in the office, so IT doesn't have to deal with it, mostly because I'm faster than they are at getting things going again, assuming the problem isn't hardware related, and often enough, helping out other departments when I have the time. A promotion comes up, I apply for it. The boss gives it to someone who had only been hired a few months ago. I was annoyed at this because I had been working there for much longer and my evaluations were always glowing. Another promotion comes up, I get denied again in favor of another person who's only been there for a few months. Three more promotions come up and my boss always gives the new people the promotions. At this point, several people who have been hired around the same time that I have all quit to seek opportunity elsewhere and many of the people who got promoted also quit because they used their promotion to get a better job elsewhere. Also, the boss likes to send an email with a BS can denial letter with some official reason as to why you were not seated. I eventually decide to confront my boss about it, so I just bluntly ask, what am I doing wrong? Why are people who have been recently hired getting promotions over me? The boss couldn't answer. He stumbles and stutters for about two minutes, like the sniveling pencil neck he is, eventually just blurts out, look, you don't have much experience in dealing with people below you, and I really need you to just do your job. All right, as you wish. Now, anytime someone asks me if I can get their computer, monitor, printer, etc. working properly again, I tell them to ask tech support. My bi-weekly delivery of homemade confections has come to an end, and I no longer lift a finger to help other departments even when I do have the extra time. Tech support can take a surprisingly long time to get around to our department. Something I could have done in 10 minutes will take them an hour or more. It's also a three-person department in a fairly large office building. My boss pulls me into his office a while back and asked me if I have a problem. I told him I don't have a problem. He then reminds me of all the things that I used to do that I suddenly don't do anymore. Then makes the mistake of asking me why I suddenly stopped. I told him that none of those were part of my job description and that I only did those things as a courtesy. But since he told me to just do my job and strongly hinted that I'm to go no further in the company, I'm going to just do what is part of my official job description from now on. He went from having a poop-eating grin smirk on his face, ready to tear into me for my sudden change in demeanor, to realizing that he can't say a darn thing. Because he knows that he can't order me to do anything outside of my official job description. And that he screwed himself and his entire department over by basically telling me to shut up and get back to work. All I can really say is I hope OP can find different employment elsewhere. Some kind of company that treats them with their expertise for what it is. OP doesn't deserve that talking down to like that. The downplaying of their abilities. 
and the weird, awkward frustration between OP and their boss because the boss wants OP to overextend themselves outside of their job description for free for no reason, so it's pretty contentious. I hope OP can get out of there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.